Welcome to the Essay for FAs Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and this morning's topic includes a few current news items that give me pause about long-term economic trends, specifically the desire to acquire, but on someone else's dime. You probably have heard about the latest college admissions scandal. An ongoing investigation by ProPublica Illinois has found that dozens of students are qualifying for federal, state, and university needs-based aid, despite not being needy, through a sneaky maneuver. Their parents, including lawyers, a doctor, and an assistant school superintendent, are giving up legal custody of their children. A friend or relative in cahoots with the parents then assumes guardianship over the child, and voila, the student is no longer obligated to supply information about their parents' finances on the financial aid forms. Now some other sucker, by which I mean taxpayers, including financially strained middle-class taxpayers, are paying for a free ride for a kid from a wealthier family. Some people just can't bear paying retail. As this matter is further investigated, it's probably a safe bet that this foul practice has been taking place far beyond Illinois. The quest to obtain a luxury good on the public dime is hardly new. An item costlier than college is nursing home care, and not a few consumers of such services or other medical services found ways of transferring their assets to heirs until they look poor on paper. Regulations on this practice have been tightened in recent years, but there are other methods, particularly via the use of certain kinds of trusts, that enable some savvy affluent families to get the government to pay for their care. As the Federal Reserve last week cut interest rates for the first time in over a decade, it occurred to me that this too may fit in the category of wealthy people getting the public to subsidize their luxury goods, in this case stocks. After a decade-long bull market, stocks were becoming a tad expensive. The Fed is effectively reducing the cost of these in-demand goods by lowering interest rates and hence the cost of money. Now I want to be crystal clear about something right away. I don't like conspiracy theories, and I'm not promoting one. I don't think that Fed Chair Jay Powell is in cahoots with moneyed interests to make this happen. I assume that he, like his immediate predecessors, feel it is their duty to keep the economy out of recession. Now that President Trump has ratcheted up the trade war with China, thus making the economy veer somewhat closer to the edge, some commentators believe he may have thereby pressured the Fed into making further interest rate cuts this year. And in this regard, the president is not unlike his predecessors, who managed to find lots of ways to make expensive private consumption cheaper through government initiatives of one stripe or another. The unprecedented two-year unemployment insurance of a decade ago and the lifeline government-subsidized cell phone plans come to mind, as do the bailouts for Wall Street financial institutions under the TARP and other programs. None of what I'm describing is about any one individual nor any political party. It's about a cultural drift toward wanting more than you can afford and a governing class set on delivering that. Before the modern period, Fed chairmen didn't think keeping the economy out of recession was part of their mandate. The job is merely about keeping the currency sound. At a time when the economy has been expanding robustly and the labor market is tight, one wouldn't think that a rate cut was strictly needed. The free enterprise system that had driven America's economic expansion for centuries was based on entrepreneurial risk-taking that made it possible for people to become rich at the risk of financial loss. 
free trade facilitated and fostered competition in private markets, reducing costs for consumers. Today, it seems that government institutions are shielding the wealthy from risk and are funneling cost reductions legislatively rather than through market competition. In such a milieu, perhaps it is not surprising that we see an apparent increase in gaming the system as in the current college admissions imbroglio. Sooner or later, we will see that even the biggest government and the superintendent of the world's reserve currency cannot control markets. Financial advisors should remind clients that markets will again go down and stay down for a protracted period, I have no idea when this will occur, and that their protection from this comes in the form of wide asset class diversification, including large doses of cash and cash equivalents. Secondly, advisors should discuss honest ways of dealing with college costs. Community colleges, online learning programs, and merit-based scholarships are among the ways students today are acquiring educations without accumulating debt. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please consider leaving a review on Apple or Google Podcasts so that others might discover this series. Meanwhile, you can contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests, and make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts. 